0: Yay! and welcome back to the Well-Rounded Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla, and welcome to episode two. So, I'm recording this episode in real time right now. It's Monday, March 8th, I think, um, and it's 6 a.m., and I am this determined to get this Q&A up. I had already pre-recorded it, but... Q&A's are just so hard to do and I just find them very redundant so I think I'm going to cap it off at 15 questions today or less not for it to get too long because I tend to ramble with these Q&A's and I really just want it to be like a good, effective, and informative episode so if you're listening to episode 2 you've probably listened to episode 1 so thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for coming back I got so much great feedback on episode 1 involving my journey, how I got here uh, what are the steps I took to get here It was very introductory and I will get into more in future episodes. I didn't want to share too much because I don't want to tap into the topics I have planned for the specific episodes like how I started my business, how I cured my cystic acne, etc, etc. So today we're going to get into the speed round of questions. Um, I might go off on a little rant on a couple of them um it's kind of unplanned so and i don't like to plan things too much so this one's kind of unplanned so if i ramble let me know in the comments below and feel free to give me your positive criticism Or negative whatever it is anyway so I really appreciate you guys coming back to listen today and let's get into it so grab your morning blend grab your coffee grab your latte grab whatever you're drinking this morning your lemon water and let's get into it so the first one is actually a hefty one well to start off I'm basing myself off the questions that I post on the uh, A tag on my instagram stories if you guys follow me on instagram at be well with kayla you know that i host weekly q a's on my story and these get so much traction and so much engagement and i love to do them since um i feel like They're really informative and people really follow me for wellness advice, you know. I love posting about lifestyle and like just like some cool aesthetic pictures. But at the end of the day, I'm a health coach and I really want to provide information for you girls. uh, Free information, free good and relevant information. So that's why the Q&A's do so well. And uh, I'm just going to take my platform as a, um, well, my podcast as a platform to bring back the Q&A's like monthly and answer all the unanswered questions and the ones that I get answered the most frequently. But I'm still going to host them on my stories weekly. So that won't be going anywhere, but I really wanted to bring it onto the pod so you guys could get like an oral um response. So, question number 1, what makes you qualified to give nutrition and wellness advice versus versus people that have real degrees and like registered dietitians? Okay. So I've gotten this question many times in the past before, and I don't take it offensively when the person says real degrees. So the thing about registered dietitians um, and nutritionists is that, yes, they do have quote-unquote real degrees. However, the certification I have at nutrition school is valid. So um, if ever someone DMs me like, oh, who do you think you are for coaching people after just doing a certification? my platform has no space for negativity on it and um, as i spoke about in episode one um i know who i am so i know what i'm doing with my clients and as a health coach i'm guiding them through suggestion and not prescription so it's really just all about a different approach when you go see a nutritionist or a dietitian it definitely won't be the most holistic and personalized approach and i've gone to see a nutritionist before i know it varies um like on the person that you're going to see but uh it's definitely more a scientific based approach which is something that I was not looking for so I know that when someone comes to see me it's a very holistic approach I ask my clients about their life their personal life obviously without tapping into too much personal information whatever the the client feels comfortable with but um that's really what I go for a very holistic approach so it's less science-based I'm not going to really calculate your macros and your BMI with you and all that it's really just a holistic approach and that's basically it the difference is that nutritionists and dietitians are kind of allowed to prescribe diets and meal plans and all that and maybe even um supplements but a holistic health coach could suggest people to do things so it's suggestion and not prescription so that is the only difference really it's not it's honestly not that different and especially for me since i'm also doing naturopathy and homeopathy which is a whole different ball game and then i'm also doing a, a specialization in hormonal health so i'm pretty certified in all aspects that i work in and i would never touch on anything that i didn't feel capable of touching on Someone asks, and then again, I'm sorry if I'm rambling on that answer. Um, Someone asks, is adding coffee creamer uh, bad for daily use? And if so, what can be a healthier option? No, and it's not a bad, it's not bad. Something that you'll see often is that people often ask me if things are bad. So you'll see that coming back in that Q&A. Nothing is bad, guys. And I feel like in this wellness industry that we live in, things are labeled as good and things are labeled as bad and then it's so fast-paced that things become bad and then things become good again so that's why it's really important to crowd out all the influencer talk that you hear and really think about um, yourself and what you what works for you so if coffee creamer makes you happy in the morning that's fine um also coffee creamer is not the type of thing that is going to break the bank in terms of your fitness journey if you're trying to lose weight Putting some coffee creamer in your coffee is not that is not the one thing that's going to tip you over into gaining the weight you don't want to gain. It's really just something you add to your day, but there are so many better alternatives. And when I mean better alternatives, I mean alternatives in terms of ingredients. So if you're using a full cream um, with sugar, coffee creamer in the morning, I'd probably suggest going for something like a coconut milk creamer or an almond milk creamer. I'm pretty sure they even have oat milk creamers now with no added ingredients and I know that some companies do have added ingredients but it's already better than the long list of ingredients that your regular creamer does have. I think Califia has one that's pretty good. So um, it's all about looking for different options when you go to the grocery store. Just look around and um, I'm sure you'll find but then again, I don't like when people label their routines as good or bad. This is really a non-judgmental space. And if you do something that makes you happy in the morning, like drinking a full dairy coffee creamer, and that's working for you, it's not bad. But then if it's bringing on problems, or you feel like that's something you want to change, I would definitely explore plant-based options. Um, someone asks, what do you think about drinking celery juice every day? Okay. Um, actually, you know, guys, I really don't have that much of an opinion on celery juice. My sister who I'm going to have on the podcast actually pretty soon because we're going to be recording a birth control episode, um, has a different perspective on celery juice than I do. I think like it's really up to you. What works for people, what works for someone may not work for someone else, but she thinks that, um, it's really not good for your health. So definitely don't go attack her in her DMS by this, but she's read a study on it or something. And she says that celery juice over a long period of time can be hurtful to the body but honestly guys what I personally think is that if you just make a regular juice and you add celery in it I don't think that the benefits will be that more different. I think that if you add like some cucumber or like some different vegetables in there or some spinach or something or and you just blend it all up or you juice it I think it'll give you the same benefits. So um, I've listened to YouTube videos and studies on it as well but they didn't really allow me to develop my own opinion on it because I see like influencers post about celery juice every day especially involving acne but um, I think different things work for different people so that's something that I have to come back to you guys with I don't have that much of a an educated and formulated response for that one Someone asks, what are the benefits of lymphatic drainage and where can I get one? Okay, so and I feel like this person asks this every Q&A and I just don't get around to that question. I'm so sorry. And the reason why I don't get around to the question is because I don't know an amazing place to get one in Montreal. I'm going to be honest. So I'm from Montreal, Canada, if you're listening. And if you're from Montreal and you want a lymphatic drainage, uh, DM me and I'm going to give you a contact because I used to go get one at my naturopath's office she used to do them from her office and they were amazing they were relaxing she used to use the essential essential oils she used to put on the candles it was great and i recently went for one at a spa called spa diva and not for anything i really wasn't that impressed by it she really just put pressure on my lymph nodes but i know that lymphatic drainages are different everywhere you go and I had also gotten one in Miami about a year and a half ago, two years ago. And it was actually by someone who's pretty renowned in like the wellness industry for lymphatic drainage. Her name was Camila M T on Instagram. And she does like all the celebrities like um, Olivia Culpo, um, Erica Costell, like Kim Kardashian and all that. So she was really, really good. And I saw instantaneous results. But basically what the lymphatic drainage is, is that the massage... this massage the massage professional, the massager, the masseuse, okay, the masseuse um, massages your lymphs and kind of massages massages them in a way um, that detoxifies the body. So your body is like getting rid of toxins and inflammation and water through the lymphs And some people have a certain technique. It's like the Brazilian way of doing it that you see results right away. And others, you'll see it like within the next three days. So I know that the one at Spa Diva definitely wasn't instantaneous, but I did feel leaner the next day. I just didn't find it was that much of a relaxing experience. And definitely if I'm paying for a massage, I want it to be like super relaxing. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but it wasn't terrible. I'm not trying to hate on them or anything. Um... Next question: Do you think probiotics help with bloating? Okay, that's a very good question, and this is going to be um, one of those questions where I ramble because the next question is, "What are your favorite supplements?" So it's very important to know that I get this question all the time: "What are your favorite supplements?" And I feel like people, because of influencer culture, people think supplements these days are like a concealer. You could just go buy it at the store and then like implement it in your routine very casually. And if you don't see that you like it or you don't see any results in it, you could just throw it out. That's how influencers have made our world. You know, they, they have made supplements super casualized. But if you go talk to a professional, they will never recommend just going to pick up supplements for no reason. So... I know this this girl is asking about bloating, which is a valid reason, but um, I think that people in general just think that to live this healthy lifestyle, to get on a healthy wave, we need all these supplements. And I see it every day on my Instagram. I see so many influencers, people with like pretty heavy platforms, talking about supplements, um, sh- telling people that they're testing it out, you should go try it too, use my code. And I'm sorry, but that's something that I just can't respect because... I find that supplements, first of all, the word supplement means adding something into your diet. Something that you don't already have. So you're supplementing for something you're missing. And I personally believe that if you have a well-rounded diet, meaning if your body is very, your diet is very balanced, your body should be balanced and things should be going pretty swiftly with everything. I personally think that if that's, if you feel well, you shouldn't necessarily be supplementing. So... And there are so many things to do before supplementation comes in. So, this is where I get into the que- the answer to the question. So, if you feel bloated, it's first of all super important to look into your diet. I get this question all the time from clients too. Like, oh, I feel constantly bloated. What am I doing wrong? I feel bloated. It's always something from your diet. I could guarantee you that because I was the type of girl that used to be bloated day in and day out. And now when I get bloated, I'm like kind of frustrated because it's a rare case, okay, it's a rare occurrence for me. So, I'm kind of like, "Oh my god, why am I bloated?" But it used to be for me like something that was like day in and day out every time I put on jeans, every time I put on pants, I used to feel bloated and I hated it. But the reason why um I felt that way is because there was something in my diet that wasn't working for me and I often speak about what was in my diet that wasn't working for me and I'll answer it in the following question because someone actually asks about it in the next question but you really need to look into your diet so um, it's either you could do that yourself or you could book a consultation with me and we'll look into your diet together Uh, or you could just like kind of rework it yourself through like a, a journal or a food diary and kind of pinpoint what's not working and when exactly you start to feel bloated. But back to what I was saying, you need to kind of look into that first and always heal yourself through food before supplementing. So the wellness industry wants us to spend money. They want us to buy the collagen. They want us to buy the inulin. They want us to buy all the probiotics. That is the wellness industry. As much as the wellness industry means well these days, influencer culture, and guys, take it from me, when someone promotes something on their story – they're being paid for it, or it's obviously free. And even if it's not free, even if they purchased it themselves, it's very important to notice that what works for one may not work for you. And there's really no one product that will cure things for you. And like I'm living proof of that because I literally tried all the products and it was one simple shift in my diet that really changed my bloating issues. But the good thing about probiotics is that they're very good for gut health, gut flora, and they're also very good for vaginal health as a woman. So if you are interested in taking a probiotic, that's a very good choice, and it's actually very good that you're being mindful about taking probiotics, but I would definitely consult a professional about your needs. And I definitely wouldn't rely off a probiotic for your bloating, but I would just incorporate it into your routine to like increase the regularity of like your bowel movement if that's something you want, but I don't think that your that the probiotic will cure your bloating completely. I do think that it could benefit your digestion, but I do think that you should get to the root cause before just supplementing for a probiotic and then seeing where that goes. Because I used to be that type of person that I used to rely off her probiotic every morning to go to the bathroom. Sorry for the TMI, but that was me years ago, and it's not a great feeling because every time you leave the house, every time you travel. Every time you, I don't know, let's say you're going up north to the front or something, you always have to pack your probiotic when that shouldn't really be the reality of digestion. Digestion should happen naturally and smoothly. So that's it for my rant. But all in all, probiotics are very good. It's very good that you consult a professional about the probiotic. A lot of probiotics have different... Um, strains and different sources like I bought one the other day at Tao that is soy based Um, and I actually went to return it for the one that was non-soy based because I personally don't really align with soy That's just a personal choice of mine. So it's very important that you turn the bottle over and you know what you're consuming. But I did recently order a new one and I'll be sharing my experience with you all on how I feel about um, this probiotic. But I ordered the probiotic seed. So I've seen a couple people post it that here I am again, the regular consumer um and apparently it's it's supposed to be very life-changing so as a health coach I'm going to test it out I'm going to see if it's actually good and maybe I'll recommend my clients uh to it if I if I get it and I see results but it's very important that you test it out first and then you speak about it and then you could ask people to develop their own thoughts on the product don't just jump on things because you need you feel like you need all these things in your wellness routine wellness doesn't have to be expensive guys and you definitely don't need a probiotic to have healthy digestion and that's my rant on probiotics uh next question why don't you like pea protein okay so pea protein is the um culprit to my old bloating issues so the thing is that when I started my wellness journey, I was really in the wellness trap, what I like to call the wellness trap. I was buying all the products. So I remember I was really into this like online trainer, this like online personality. Um, you know, I'll say her name because it's not really, it's not really bad. I was really into Fit with Cambry. Like this is like two or three years ago. And if you know Fit with Cambry, she's like honestly a super inspiring uh, young woman. I think she's like my age. She's like 23 or 24. Um, And she started a business super young and she's always been like a hustler. And I really, really looked up to her like uh, I think around like 2017, 2018, 2019 and still do. But as I was looking up to her, I um, was obviously buying her products and she comes out with uh, her protein and um, she has also like a de-bloat pill and all that. So I was like trying all her products because I really wanted to like feel good, and look like her, you know? And that is the trap of the wellness industry. And if you notice on my Instagram, I don't often show myself. And that is just a personal choice of mine because I hate that pressure of like having to take photos and having to look a certain way that day because I have a photo planned. And I'm just a regular human. If I feel like taking a picture one day, I'll take a picture. But also, I'm not trying to sell my service based on how I look. Because that, for me, has gotten me in so much trouble in the past where like i've purchased things i've bought programs i've bought products because i want to look like that person and um again i'm on a rant but that's okay i'll go with it um that guys is the worst thing about social media and often we'll see these before and after pictures or we'll see these um photos of these these models and we want to look like them and it's all phony And that is why also I don't often post before and after pictures on my page. Because it's just like a reason to make someone feel like they're not good enough. And when that should just be like private information. But anyways, that's another story. So all to say is that I, Facebook Cambry was posting obviously pictures of herself. And she still does. She looks amazing. And I really wanted to look like her at the time. I was like, wow, like she's so lean. She's so slim I really want to look like her so she was drinking her protein every day so she was putting her protein in smoothies and she has a very uh, strong mentality about like low sugar high protein diet so I was like okay if I do this too I'm gonna look like Cambry so I bought her products and I probably used them for about two years and not to mention I spent top dollar on protein her protein is like 60 dollars plus tax I think it would like when I was buying both proteins it was like 140 dollars the shipping crazy crazy money on protein and I used them all up and little did I know when I started turning when I started seeing my naturopath I turned the label over and like right away I I saw like xanthan gum um additives I'm pretty sure there's some sugar in there or whatnot not the best ingredients but it wasn't really the xanthan gum that was killing me it was the pea protein so I was suffering from like really bad bloating at the time and I didn't understand why and then I cut the protein out of my diet, whether it be um, whether with cambri or any other uh, pea protein I was using, cut it out of my diet super naturally and started eating real food in the morning and my bloating changed. So I didn't have any more bloating. And the thing about the protein powder is that I was like relying off of it as a meal you know I was having it in my shake in the morning I was having it as my snack when I came home from school it was like a crutch for me because I thought it was something that would like fill me up and cure my craving like satisfy my craving and it was really like a wellness crutch and um I really cut all those wellness crutches out of my diet And now like, and when I mean wellness crutches, I mean like those snacks that you think are healthy and like you think they're going to satisfy you, but then you always want more because you're not satiated. So now I just like eat full meals in the morning. I'll have a full breakfast. I'd rather have an avocado toast than like a protein smoothie. And I eat full meals and I don't have those uh, cravings for snacks anymore. So I don't need those wellness crutches anymore. Anyways, all to say is that I was looking at Cambry online and I was like, wow, like I really want to look like her. So I bought her protein and it did the complete opposite because different things work for different people. Obviously, pea protein works super well for Cambry because she looks amazing. But when I was consuming her product, I felt so bloated. I couldn't go to the bathroom. Sorry for the TMI. But it just was a lot. So... Um, that is my personal experience with pea protein. It's not that I don't like pea protein because the question was before I rambled on for 20 minutes. The question was, why don't you like pea protein? It's not that I don't like pea protein. It's just that I feel like a life without protein powder is definitely attainable and achievable. And protein powder is a really good product for people who work out, who train, who um, don't necessarily want to eat a bar, who want to kind of get their their quick fix in and add some extra protein to their meals fantastic but it's not something that I could be drinking every morning for my body type so that is my take on pea protein and also just in general I'm very sensitive to legumes I don't digest legumes well so that is why I just um, stayed away from pea protein okay so next question Um, how do you deal with portion control and overeating okay Very good question, very relatable question, and a frequently asked question as well. So the two most frequent questions I get in terms of eating are, how do you avoid late night snacking, and how do you control your portions? So these two go hand in hand. So here's the thing, when I was um, starting out my wellness journey, I always had that late night craving. Literally every night I had to get a bowl of like coconut yogurt, add some fruit in there, but then I would wonder if the fruit was bad at night because I was sitting in my bed with the glucose turned into fat with the fructose. Those were my thoughts. And now after dinner, I rarely feel hungry anymore. So, and this is the switch that I made in my diet. When we're on a wellness journey, we often um, restrict our meals throughout the day when it comes to breakfast lunch and dinner so we'll have um a toast in the morning but only one because toasts are bread and bread are, bread is bad so only one toast and um I'm being sarcastic by the way when I say bread is bad so only one toast and then we may have eggs but the yolks are bad so maybe we'll have an egg white because egg uh, yolks are are too fatty right We can't have the yolk, and then maybe we'll have some spinach in like an omelet with an egg white, and then maybe we'll have half an avocado. So that is usually the regular person's breakfast, who's on a who's on a chronic diet. Sorry, guys, it's early, and then no snack in between. Lunch will be spinach, chickpeas, cucumbers, tomatoes, dressing, and then maybe a snack in the middle will be like something like dark chocolate, and then dinner. And dinner will be, once again, maybe a piece of salmon and a salad. And then comes the chronic hunger around 8 o'clock. That's the problem. You cannot restrict your daily meals. And that is why I no longer have hunger at 8 or 9 o'clock. Because I don't restrict my daily meals. I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is make my morning blend. And I also got the question, what is a regular day in the life... Um, look like for you so I guess I'll just say it now so I wake up in the morning I have my morning blend and then um after my morning blend I'll well, actually no, before my morning blend I'll have my coffee and my water and I always put milk in my coffee I'll put like coconut milk or I'm, I'm kind of into almond milk too these days or walnut milk so I'll have that then I'll have more water then I'll have my morning blend my morning blend, I don't control the sugar or the fruit that goes into the morning blend. Um, I do try to be mindful of it because I do find that like too much sugar could affect my skin. But I definitely don't worry about it for the body, for my weight gain or anything. Not at all. Fruit is from our earth; it's a beautiful source. I don't fear fruit whatsoever. So I put like a full banana, maybe like a quarter cup or like half a cup of mango in there. A date. Like I make the whole morning blend that I always post. And then after the morning blend, I'll like sit on that for about an hour when I get to the office. And after that, I'll have avocado toast. So avocado toast is always my go-to. I usually go pick it up or maybe I'll just make it at the office. And I'll have two pieces of toast, not one. Two full pieces of toast. And you know what guys, sometimes I'll even put a full avocado on my toast that's how that's how wild I am <laughs> so I'll use one full avocado with hemp seeds olive oil the whole the whole ordeal and then for lunch I'll have like a big salad I usually order a salad that's like half romaine half spinach uh chicken avocado tomato sweet potato and then that's my lunch and then after lunch maybe I'll have a snack but my snack is usually like one or two or three pieces of dark chocolate just to change the palate. and then I'll have dinner and my dinner is usually like couple potatoes, carb, bit of green, protein. That's it. And I go to bed not hungry. And the reason why I go to bed not feeling hungry is because my meals are balanced. And I preach this on my Instagram all the time. You need all three macronutrients and four food groups. So fiber, protein, fat, and carbohydrates are the three the four food groups that you need in your meals all day every day and you will avoid the late night snacking and my biggest hack for not waking up feeling bloated or waking up and I know this may sound like a very diet culturey hack but it's very true and it's also a hack for just your wellness in general I know people always share online that you don't have to go to bed and stop eating at eight o'clock that's toxic or whatever it's not toxic It's super good for your digestion and it's actually excellent for your sleep because you'll be avoiding that bloated feeling and not being able to sleep properly. Having a full day of balanced eating and not restricting yourself and feeling satisfied and satiated after dinner is a powerful feeling. And then you'll wake up the next morning after a 12-hour break, leaving your body to digest for 12 hours and restart the same thing the next day. So your digestion will get better. Um your eating habits will get better, your relationship with food will be better. So back to the question on how do I control portions? I don't, you know, (laughs) I just, I know my body now because I'm intuitive, but um, I don't necessarily control, you know, I don't say like, oh, no, sorry, I'm not going to have carbs today because I had carbs in the morning and no carbs. It's okay. No, I don't. Honestly, and if anything, I'm the type of person that goes more for carbs and protein. I find my body digests carbs better, but I don't really control the portions because for me it's very important to get all my my portions and my food groups in. But once you start doing that for a while, you'll learn your portions. You'll learn that your adequate portion for carbs is two scoops of quinoa or um 5 to 10 sweet potatoes, you know? Like you'll you'll learn your body. And that's called being intuitive. So, and that's how I control overeating. So, when I eat, I used to be a type of person that used to starve myself all day and then like eat a whole bunch of food and eat without breathing you know and that causes the overeating feeling the stuffed feeling the unbloated feeling and now I rarely feel that way anymore unless it's like a Sunday and I'm eating with my family I don't really feel that on a regular day so and if I do maybe I'm just having a bad week but then again don't really overthink it it's fine um and yeah so it's all about being intuitive eating your meals slowly asking yourself Are you hungry? Are you satisfied? Do you want more? Is everything? Are you good? How are you feeling? Asking yourself those questions throughout your meal is like a game changer, and that is something that comes with time. It's way easier said than done. It's something that I've personally developed over the last two years, and it's totally changed me um, and my body. To be honest, I don't, I don't have any crazy special way of eating. I really just eat whatever I have in front of me. Like I've mentioned many times, I'm not the picky person at the table. I just know how to intuitively eat for my body and I know my portions and I know how to read my body. So that's something that I think everyone should develop and that everyone will get there with the proper guidance so constipation tips okay another really good question uh this one holds a special place in my heart I'm super passionate about digestion and constipation and everything and the reason why I'm so passionate about it is because I've been through it so I'm sorry guys I like keep like losing my breath there okay so constipation is something that I used to maybe because I'm drinking a coffee Anyways, so constipation is something that I used to experience very frequently. So I used to be like a chronic constipation person. I used to be chronically constipated and I'm sorry for the TMI, but honestly, there's no TMI on Be Well With Kayla. We talk about everything as women and I'm super open to every single conversation, which I think is what the wellness industry needed because things are often considered to be taboo, but there's nothing taboo on Be Well With Kayla. So I used to be a type of person from a young age from my childhood that was chronically constipated and I never knew why. So that is actually a very serious thing. And when you go to the doctor, they'll obviously give you a laxative. So more likely than not, they'll give you some type of laxative like Miralax. And I know you're listening to this right now and you're probably like, "Ugh, my doctor gave me Miralax. <laughs> Don't take Miralax. And that's the thing about going to the doctor very rarely will a doctor ever sit down with you very 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 rarely will a doctor ever sit down with you and talk to you about your diet and the reason why doctors don't talk to you about your diet is because unless it's like an integrative doctor um and the reason why is because doctors don't even have nutrition in their program doctors and nutritionists are two different things which i think should change so that's my personal opinion but Doctors should definitely be learning some sort of nutrition and contributing it into their practice because people that come to them for a whole different variety of symptoms, it's often just lifestyle-based. So the doctor will probably tell you to drink more water or to stay away from lactose or maybe to run a test for some sort of sensitivity like a colonic, which is like super invasive, which is not what we need to do. Okay, what you need to do for constipation is first of all, purchase the book of health because the book of health has about nine or 10 tips, I think around page 30, about constipation and how I cured my constipation. But I'll give you some tips here. So, basically, first things first is hydration. You need to be drinking water. So, if you're drinking water, um, things will move through your bowel, through your intestine much better. So definitely be drinking water. Number two, it's super important to chew your food. So I know that I'm a big advocate for smoothies and that's because smoothies work well for my body. But smoothies don't work well for everybody, okay? Very important to know that... So like I was saying, smoothies don't work well for everybody. It's very important to know that... Chewing your food is what actually allows you to break down the food the best in your intestine and then allows it, sorry for the TMI, to come out even better. So that's another major tip. We often think that, oh, juices, juices, smoothies, smoothies. That's what's going to allow you to go to the bathroom. No, it's actually chewing your food. Also cooking your food. Raw foods like raw salads, raw vegetables, um. Well, fruit can only really be had raw unless it's blended. But really, just everything in the raw when you're constipated is not the best. So I would definitely recommend making 80% of your plate when you're constipated, leafy greens, and definitely cooking them. So cooking your spinach, cooking your kale, cooking your arugula, cooking everything in a pan or even boiling will really benefit your digestion. Another tip is to have a good sleep schedule. Often, we're all constipated, we're all backed up, and we don't know why, but we're going to bed at these odd hours, and waking up at these odd hours, or not getting enough sleep, and that is because your body is res- resistant to digestion due to the, like, the lack of sleep. So when you're, when you're having a bad sleep schedule, your body will kind of go, and I don't want to say a fight or flight, but basically a protection mode, because the body is like all scared, And it will retain things. So, either retain water or it could retain, uh, resist your digestion. So, it's very important to be mindful of that. And another tip for digestion would be to incorporate, after you've done all these, um, definitely try to incorporate some fermented foods and magnesium. So, fermented foods are things like kimchi and sauerkraut. You could also make them at home. And these really are amazing for digestion because they contain a certain bacteria that is beneficial to our gut So this is like having yogurt for example yogurt has a lot of bacteria like healthy bacteria like in probiotic form that can benefit our gut and benefit our digestion and then i mentioned the magnesium supplement so incorporating magnesium is a very good solution to constipation because magnesium allows the body to kind of relax itself and for your bowel to move so That is a really good um, solution as well. But I would recommend doing all the steps prior and then looking to supplement because there are so many things you could do in your diet. So definitely increasing your fiber for digestion. Often I'll have clients that come to see me and they'll ask me why they're so constipated and they'll give me their regular what I eat in a day. And their what I eat in a day will be kind of like this. I'll wake up in the morning, I'll have like Quaker Oats and then I'll have... um, a salad a pasta for lunch or something with a side salad and then i'll have carbs for dinner again with no greens example and it's really important that you're incorporating more variety and more real food into your diet you know so remove the package stuff include the real stuff and definitely increasing your fiber so chewing your vegetables two to three times a day and making the cooked vegetables 80 percent of your plate so that is very important for constipation. So stop with the laxatives and try that. And then let me know how that works for you. Um, how to break the habit of having a snack at night when you're when you're eating enough at dinner. Okay, so how to break the habit. That's something different, okay? So this is what I tell my clients. This may sound kind of, um, I wouldn't say invasive, but this may sound a bit excessive. But breaking the habit is... All about routine and what is actually going on in your life. You know, when I was in a really lonely and like sad place with myself, I was super insecure. I had this need to always snack. It wasn't necessarily a hunger, it was more of a craving. And I felt the need to constantly have a snack. So I would definitely recommend looking into your life. I'm not saying you're lonely, but I'm definitely recommending looking into your life and maybe re altering your routine. Change up your habit. Instead of going to the pantry for chips at night try journaling or light a new candle take a shower change up your nighttime routine in order to not have that snack but another thing is that having a late night snack guys is not the end of the world okay so if you're having a snack and you just feel like having it for your soul and for your mental health it's okay try to go with healthier options But if you've tried everything, if you've tried to eat enough, if you've tried to change up your routine and you still feel the need for that snack, maybe that's just what your body is asking for right now and I would suggest to give it to your body and then when your body doesn't need it anymore, it'll let go of that craving because your body knows what it's doing. Uh, Someone asks, do you do Zoom consultations? Yes, of course I do Zoom consultations. And actually on my new website, it's going to be super clear that I offer a virtual and in-person health coaching service. So it's kind of like a modernized health coaching. Someone asks, um, is it good to have warm water in the morning with lemon? Uh, Yes. Okay, so I often get the question about lemon water as well. So lemon water is something because of influencer culture that we see on our stories all the time and we want to we want to know if that's really like the the magic fix to bloating and digestion lemon water is something good to incorporate into routine especially because of the water so it definitely increases hydration it helps quote-unquote detoxify the body because lemons do have detoxifying properties um but Honestly, guys, it's really just beneficial because of the hydration and the warm water does ease the stomach. So I know people say like, oh, lemon water coats the stomach. It's really beneficial to digestion. Everyone sees different results from lemon water. It's like coffee. Some people, coffee is like such a diuretic. Like they have coffee and then right away they're running to the bathroom. Some people can have six coffees and it won't affect them. So everyone's different And has different reaction to things but the only thing I really suggest in the morning is water so if you're putting lemon in your water if you're if you're putting cucumber in your water if you're having cold water if you're having warm water if you're putting Celtic salt in your water all is good and at least you're drinking water okay so lemon water is very good and lemon does does have uh, detoxification properties however You need to be having a lot of lemon for the detoxification properties to uh, really start kicking in. But I don't think you should be putting that much lemon in your lemon water. I just think you should be incorporating lemon throughout the day, like gradually, like in your salad dressing or like on your chicken, when you season your chicken, on your salmon. And that's how um, lemon will really give you those benefits. So water is water in the morning. But yes, lemon water is very good. It's just not, not not necessary to fall into these like wellness traps where we think that we need to be doing what everything else everyone else is doing if you like just drinking regular water in the morning that's totally fine as well so someone asked me um hold on let me try to I took screenshots of the questions and okay so we have more questions what made you shift careers what brought your interest okay so I got this question a while ago and I think I answered it on episode well episode one of the well-rounded podcast and um, basically what shifted my career is that I had issues that I had to deal with and I developed that I realized that I'm actually really good at this whole wellness thing like I was not only am I really good at it but it's all I enjoy talking about it's all I enjoy Thinking about or reading about, so I really saw that this is my passion. This is what really makes me tick. So that's how I shifted it. Someone else asks, "How did you shift your mindset for weight loss and food as fuel rather than emotional tool?" Okay, so I'm gonna read that one. How do you shift mindset for weight loss and food as fuel rather than emotional tool? Okay, so I think this, the person means like, how do you as a person? Shift your mindset from weight loss to looking to food as fuel and no longer looking to food as emotional. Okay, so the thing about... Well, we're talking about two different topics here. We're talking about emotional eating and we're talking about weight loss. So it's really important to know that you need to look at weight loss as a side effect and not as a goal. So make your goal to be healthy, let's say. And that is what really allowed me to shift my mindset because I was on a whole weight loss bandwagon for so long and it was so detrimental, so much negative self-talk. And I think this episode's running a little long, so I'm going to try to cut it after this question and I'll do more next time. But it's very important to notice that when you start striving for health, weight loss will come as a side effect because you are actually... Giving your body, you're responding to your body, you're allowing your body to flourish rather than when you're trying to lose weight and you're shocking your body and you're actually making your body sad. So it's really aiming for wellness and not for weight loss that'll allow you to lose the weight you want to lose. So that's what really happened to me. You know, it's when really I started shifting my mindset for health and I started saying, you know what, I'm going to move when I feel like moving, I'm going to listen to my body. If I want to have a burger on Saturday night with my boyfriend, let's say, I'll have it. And then on Monday morning, I'll, I'll go back to my regular routine. It's not the end of the world and I'm just going to strive to be the healthiest version of myself and that is when I lost the weight, I guess. I hate to use that term, but it's true. And it's all about striving for balance because balance is what is actually healthy for the body. The body needs for you to respond to it in the way it needs to so once again i'm getting on a rant but i hope you guys understand what i mean to strive for wellness um but i could touch on this topic in another episode as well and then shifting it to food is fuel so yeah food is fuel i like that saying but at the same time food is not always fuel sometimes food is just food we don't have to think as food is fuel all the time. And that's something that I don't really like in the wellness industry. We always like post our, our, our food and we go like food is fuel. Like, yeah, food is fuel, but also food is just food. Like food doesn't have to be that overthought. If you're hungry, you eat. If you're not hungry, maybe wait a little longer. Or if you're not hungry and you still feel like eating, eat as well. You don't only need to eat to fuel. You could eat just for pleasure. You could eat for health. You could eat for so many reasons. So um, that's my take on food as fuel. And when it comes to the emotional tool, using food as support, that's like using birth control for your hormones, you know? And to me, food can help you with your emotions but it's really all about getting to the root cause on why you're using your food as your emotional tool you know like what is actually bothering you in your life what is actually going on it's once you start asking and answering those questions for yourself that you'll start shifting your mindset and maybe using food less but also give your body that time and it takes a long time to come to terms with emotional eating that's a whole other topic on nourishment and eating in general and it's actually a serious one because emotional eating can be considered as an eating disorder sometimes so it's not something that I just want to answer casually on the podcast but definitely it's all about asking yourself those questions and answering yourself and just knowing why you're using food as an emotional tool so I I think that's it for today, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this Q and A, and I hope I got to answer as many questions as I could within the hour. Um, So I will be bringing back this series monthly to the podcast. So if you have any questions, you could even DM them to me and say like, "Please answer this on the pod. I want to hear your answer." Let me know. DM me on the Well Rounded page or on the Be Well with Kayla page. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your Monday and I hope you kill it today. So I'll see you next Monday right here on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Bye.